What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Baseball Connection. So the calendar has flipped to June. The weather is heating up. Baseball season is in full swing. So it's time to take a good look at the standings. Of course, there's still plenty of baseball left, but trends that began in April have solidified further in May. So we're just about a third of the way into the season. So it's time to really think about whether our current division leaders are for real. Our division leaders are Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay Rays, the Minnesota Twins, the Texas Rangers, the Atlanta Braves, the Milwaukee Brewers, and the LA Dodgers. So there are some surprises there, um, but also some teams that we're not surprised about. I think the most surprising one there is the American League West, where we see the Texas Rangers on top of their division as we enter June here. Because they're in the same division as the Houston Astros, the reigning World Series champion. But Houston is second place. Obviously, they're only three games back with plenty of season left that could definitely flip. But the Rangers are holding steady here. I mean, if you look at even other metrics, right, in terms of run differential, the Rangers have the best run differential in all of baseball. So they're legit. Their record is legitimate. I mean, if you even use other stats like expected wins and losses, you know, expected wins and losses, they have the second best record in baseball. So this is a legitimately strong team. So we could see the Texas Rangers make their return to the playoffs for, you know, the first time in a while. You know, they had a few years where it was really rough. They, the last time they won the AL West was 2016. That was seven years ago. So they're looking to do that again for the first time in, in the better part of a decade. So. The AL East is another division I want to talk about. This is a historically strong division where, I mean, that division has a combined 587 winning percentage. That would be the highest by division in a single season ever if it were to continue that way. The Red Sox are in last place in the AL East and they're above 500. Every team in that division is above 500, being led by Tampa Bay, which they have the best record in all of baseball at 40 and 18. So what's been a not so good division? I mean, you could look at the NL Central. NL Central has been very mediocre. The Milwaukee Brewers are on top, but you know, they're three games above 500. Everyone else in that division is below 500. So if you take a team like the Cincinnati Reds, for instance, they're only three games back of the division, but they're three games under 500. So it's just, you know, one of, one of those things. So there is some, some variants all over the board. Uh, the AL Central is also very weak this year, very similar to the NL Central. Both the Central divisions are very weak. Um, we have some surprises. You know, talked the other day about the Arizona Diamondbacks. They're only half a game out of first place in the NL West. They've been very surprising, to say the least. So as we enter June, you know, now is definitely the time you want to pay attention to the standings. This is when teams are probably going to start making trades very soon as they try to plug some holes and make improvements to their club as we enter the meat of the season. We're into the meat of the season. This is exactly where we are. So, yeah, it's a good time to catch a game also. You know, I think all the, the cold weather has cleared. If you are if you live in, you know, a place where there is a major league team, but it's like a cold weather city, for example, the weather is going to be a lot nicer now. You know, those the Seattles, the New Yorks, the Bostons, Minnesota – Going out to catch a game is going to be a lot nicer, which which is which is great. I think obviously most of us watch baseball on TV, but being able to 
take the chance to go out to the ballpark is a wonderful opportunity when you have the chance. So I definitely encourage people when they are able to. Um, and you'd be surprised, you know, tickets can be expensive, but if you, if you time it just right, it's really not always that bad. And when I, what do I mean by timing it right? Obviously going on a weekday is going to be cheaper than going on a weekend. And that's obviously, you know, if that works with your schedule, that, that would have to work with your schedule for it to happen. But, you know, I've, I've had a lot of success going to midweek games for, for very, very cheap and for decent seats, you know, not even something that's way up there where you can barely see. But the key is to go during the week. On the weekend, yeah, you're going to have to pay up a little bit. And of course, it depends on what teams you're watching too. So yeah, I haven't really made comments like that before, but hey, maybe I'll start talking about that more. You know, I, I do, I do go to games quite a bit. And those of you who are interested in seeing that, you can always follow my TikTok. You can go on my Instagram page. I do share those videos when I do go out to the ballpark. I will be going to a lot more games this summer, uh, than, than I have in the past to the different ballparks because I am trying to make it out to, you know, all 30 at some point. I've, I think I'm, last time I counted, I think I was at like 12 or so. So I, I have a few more to cross off the list. I'll be sharing that. So definitely follow me on Instagram, follow me on TikTok. Uh, if, if you want to see and be part of that. But as far as Major League Baseball goes, uh, let's do some, a little bit of a, a recap. Uh, Otani and Trout put on a show in their series finale in Chicago. So Otani hit two home runs. Trout hit a home run 461 feet. These guys were just going deep, right? So Otani hits a ball 433 feet. Then he hits one 425 feet. Um, Actually, no. On Tuesday, he hit one 433. Then on Wednesday, he hit two, which were 425 and 459. And then Trout had the longest blast of all, which was 461. So they were just going deep and teeing off on the White Sox as the Angels beat the White Sox 12 to 5. So that was a pretty easy win over Chicago at guaranteed rate field as the Angels will be making their way to down to Houston for a big series against the Astros. You know, that's a divisional tilt right there. You know, we talk about the AL West being a lot closer this year. You know, the Astros actually just dropped the series to the Twins. So they just lost two out of three to Minnesota. So now they have Otani and Trout coming into town. That's going to be, that's going to be a big one uh, for the weekend. If we head to Boston, the Cincinnati Reds, Cincinnati Reds beat the Red Sox yet again, five to four, another close game on back-to-back nights. That's two wins for them in the series. I want to give a shout out to Matt McClain. The rookie shortstop for the Cincinnati Reds has been off to a scorching start, scorching start to his career. He's two for five and now he's hitting 361 of the 967 OPS. He's only been up in the big leagues for a couple weeks, but I mean, they're not sending him down anytime soon. If he keeps swinging like this, McLean is a 5'8-180 shortstop. You know, not a not a tall guy, but I mean that has not that hasn't really mattered at all. I don't know why I said that, but I just pulled up his profile and I'm seeing that 23 year old shortstop out of UCLA, and he's had 61 at bats so far, and he's he's torn the cover off the ball in his first 14 games of the major league. So keep an eye on that. Keep you know keep that name in your mind because you'll be hearing more of it. Obviously, when we talk about Rookie of the Year and things like that, you know he's definitely going to be in that conversation. Speaking of Rookie of the Year, on the other side for the Red Sox with the American League Rookie of the Year, 
Masataka Yoshida is definitely a front runner for that. He was two for four. He raises an average to 317 on the year with an 899 OPS. He homered in this game. Masataka Yoshida has been, has been awesome. You know, I had a bit of a rough stretch there for a few weeks in April and has been on fire ever since. So we saw what he could do in the World Baseball Classic. We see what he's doing now on the major league level. And it's really special. So he's definitely front runner for American League Rookie of the Year. The Marlins, we're going on to Miami. The Marlins put an exclamation mark on May with a walk-off win. This was a, this was a big one, right? So they're playing against the San Diego Padres, a strong team. Josh Hader's on the mound there in the ninth inning. And the Miami Marlins in the bottom of the ninth are able to come back from a one-nothing deficit. You know, a leadoff walk, got the ball rolling, and then, you know, a bunt, and, you know, a base hit gets, you know, the runner in from second. That's Gene Segura with the RBI to tie the game. And then all of a sudden, it's a tie game in the bottom of the ninth. And then you have Fortes with a hit there going the other way, and that wins the game. That's really it. It's small ball, the small things. Walk, bunt. Hit, hit, there you go. And the Marlins end up putting an exclamation mark on the season. Braxton Garrett was on the mound for them. He struck out seven. And, you know, at the end of the day, they're playing a Padres team, which is still, you know, kind of hanging in there. You know, they're not as good as we thought they were. The Padres are 25 and 30 now, five games below 500. There's still plenty of time for them to, you know, turn things around. They're only three and a half games back of the wild card, but... Not really a great look for them when they're losing to the Miami Marlins, but the Marlins have a winning record. So who am I to say, you know, who am I to say that they're going to be bottom feeders or anything? Because right now the Marlins are second place in the NL East. They're ahead of the Mets. They're ahead of the Phillies. So we'll see. We'll just have to see how things shake out. But that's, that's the, that's the final score from, from South Beach 2-1 Marlins. Second place in their division. I'm going to be talking about that a lot more, where, where teams are in their division right now. So those are our updates for today. That's going to do it. If you enjoyed this, please share it with someone who'd be interested. And we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.